good, family? Thank you for tuning in to the newest episode of Grits in the City podcast, better known as Girls Raised in the South and the City. I'm your girl, Drea G. I'm Tasha, also known as the Black Rogue. And we are the Grits. And what's good, girl? So we back. We full in, uh, in full effect. Yeah, we definitely are for How this you, bitch. Yeah, man. How you doing this week? Man, my week has been crazy, yo. I have had... As per usual. Like, for real. Like, and guys, don't judge me just because I always have a story. Why you always got this disclaimer, don't judge me? Because I want people out there, the <laughs> listeners, to be up there, have a, a perception of me and shit and be judging me and shit. Well, what happened, girl? So, like, literally, I was on a train with one of my cousins that's from New York. Minding our own business. It was a crowded train. And this nigga literally just pulled out his penis in front of the babies and just started peeing on the fucking train. What? How do, so this is a, a Subway's Chronicles? Yes, it was an A-Train, y'all. <laughs> Subway Chronicles. Yes, some crazy shit. The whole crowd, literally the whole crowd of people saw this nigga pull out his penis. They start... They just ran to the other side of the train. Some niggas still <laughs> sat there. They didn't give a fuck. They was just like, man, they used to this shit. They sat there while this so, nigga was pissed. So was he like a homeless man? Did he seem like he had like a mental illness? He like, looked like a regular ass nigga. Oh, so he just couldn't wait? Like he just couldn't hold it? Yeah, I don't understand. It was some weird shit. And then the crazy thing is, like, it was some hood niggas on the train. And they was like, do we need to whoop his ass? Do we Why y'all ain't jump ass? him? Because he essentially just, like, punked all y'all. He like, I'm going to pull my dick out. I'm going to pee in front of y'all with y'all kids on the train. And y'all ain't going to do shit. These poor babies in New York. Y'all they just see everything. Moved. They see penises <laughs> at five years old and shit. It's just not. It's not right. Right. It's not They right. go through shit up here It is not York. a place for kids. I tell people this really all not. the time. You know, it's a lot of culture up here. It's mm-hmm. a lot of great things that you can show mm-hmm. your kids, but then you can also show them dicks on the train. That's not right. It's not right, y'all. What happened after? Was that, that- was about it. And then, it got, and then I get off the train. <laughs> you know, I got off the train on my stop, and I'm thinking everything straight. Then this nigga get off the stop that I get off of. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this crazy-ass nigga get off my stop. <laughs> And then a nigga literally is positioned to open up his dick again. And I just started walking quick as fuck. I was gone about that bitch. I was just like, I don't have no time. I don't have no time that nigga be spraying my ass with his pee. <laughs> I do not need no R. Kelly's. I I will not know. I don't need no golden showers, bruh. I'm good. He would have got pepper sprayed that day. That's all I know. He would have got fucked up. With your own pepper spray that you made or? (laughs) No, not that. Not your shit. That's your shit. You know, from the last time, from the last episode, make your own pepper spray. Thank me later. Right. All right, bet. So it's so much stuff going on this week. Like, I know we about to get into our little poet up segment. I know the Met was this week. Yeah. Which, you know, happens every year. We ain't rich yet. So, you know, we just like everybody else kind of weighing in on it. We had a lot of stuff going on, but that's not what I'm pouring up to this week. So my pour up for the week is going to go out to a young songstress, who was actually on J. Cole's Dreamville imprint, his label. Oh. Her name is Ari Lennox. Yo, like, I'm feeling her. Like, I, I love music, everybody, for anybody that knows me. So that's why I'm giving a special shout-out to Ari this week. Her project, her debut project, uh, Shea Butter Baby. Shea Butter Baby? 
Shea Butter Baby is the name of her her project, but it was also the name of a single that she had on Creed mm. 2, their soundtrack, Shea mm. Butter Baby. So, you know, she had a song there, but okay. she actually titled her album that is her debut album. And I mean, this songwriter, this singer is so talented. Like this project from start to finish, I want to say it's about nine to ten tracks. That's um, it. Yeah, they you know. They did a lot. It's easy and it's digestible. It's 12 songs, oh, so my bad. Good. And it's only 44 minutes, but the project is phenomenal from start to finish. It was an easy listen to. It's definitely about to be my summer mood. You know, she has some hits, new apartment, pop. I'm feeling it. It's about to be my mood for the summer. She a rapper? She a singer? She's a singer. She's oh, okay. a singer. She has a real unique voice. She sound like Macy Gray. Is it Macy Gray unique? Macy Gray is very unique. Is she? No. I mean, I guess you could do a parallel, but not not really. She got her own style. Mm -hmm. And she's she a natural hair. Natural hair. Oh, okay. Beautiful chocolate brown skin. She's a DC native. Oh, okay. So, shout out to DC. Yeah. So shout out to DC. So shout out to Ari Lennox and her debut project because it's dope. So I'm putting you guys on game. So definitely go stream or go buy her project. We gotta support each other. Sasha, what you what you drinking to? I'm drinking to this black man. He was a former uh, comic. Mm. His name is Brian Allen. So I don't know if a lot of you guys know who he is. Uh, I think last year he bought the Weather Channel. Oh, Brian, the Weather Channel. He broke color barriers as in basically the first. It was the first general market cable network ever owned by African-American. Mm. So now just recently in the news, this man acquired some um, sports channels. Oh, wow. So, like, he spent, like, he partnered up with the Sinclair Broadcasting Group. Okay. So, this group, him and this group, they outbid a lot of, like, actually entertainers. They outbid Ice Cube. He mm. was trying to, like, like own it because he has, like, this three-on-three -three tournament. Like, okay. So, he was trying to own it. He out, he outbid a Serena Williams. Hmm. So, this black man is doing his thing. Like, he's and owning he these networks. He doing must his have thing. some coins if he outbidding them. And he young. And he young. He, like, only 53. 50, okay. He in his 50s. Ah. And he's doing things for, like, a lot of these young men that can look up to him and see a black man owning different networks. So, that's what's up. Right. That's super dope. All right. So, we're going to toast it up. To Ari and your guy by the name of Brian Allen. So, cheers. Cheers. All righty. So, we're going to kick it off with our G-Code segment. And our G-Code segment rule for this week, that's something, you know, some gems that us Southern women, we like to drop uh, things that we've learned along the way of our journey up here living in New York City, man. And this week, uh, the, the G-Code tip is going to be be mindful of the company that you keep, you know, mm. make sure that the energy that you surround yourself with is good energy right. and is productive to your cause and not counterproductive to I your cause. Sasha, have you, have you ever yes, I come across of, some people in yes, your path here? Yes. A lot of negative energy. Mm. You know, I got the incense for the asses. Mm. That's and all sage <laughs> and sage all of that. Asses. Yes. Yeah, we, yeah, we burning candles over here. I, I, I feel like crazy people shit around my ass. You need fucking uh, sage everywhere. You need child. to shit on the train. We need to sage the, sage the subways and shit. All this negative all energy. All of that. All shit. of that. <laughs> sage the jobs. I need to sage my coworkers. I don't like their asses, but. Have you ever realized like, or have you ever cut certain people out of your life here in yes. New York? 
to where after they weren't a part of it anymore, things just felt lighter or. Yeah, yes, you know what? I ain't even going to put some people on blast right now. I ain't going to hold you. It was a crew that I used to volunteer with called the Afropunk Posse. Oh. So like when before Afropunk, when everything was new, we all met each other volunteering for free tickets back in the day. So it was a group of us, you know, it was cool at the beginning. And then some people's personalities, it's just like, I wasn't feeling right. It was like, um, one girl, she was like very like self-absorbed and like, and she was just like childlike. So I cut her ass off and I felt so much better. That's, you know, that's how it be. the whole crew I cut off shit. They, the, uh, I mean, I just feel so much lighter cause you know, I got a strong personality, mm, you know? Yes. <laughs> I we do, know but that. shit, I'm a good, I'm a ride or die friend. Right. I don't talk about my friends appearances. I don't talk about my friends weight. I don't talk about my friends like that. And a lot of the people in this crew, they all be talking about how people look and shit and body shaming people. So they just didn't go with your standard my and how you of, like to move. Yeah, my type of people I like to move. They was had a whole, but it was negative. So right. I just had to just you cut their best off shit. Right. I feel I, so much better, praise the Lord. I've definitely had like living situations of people where I thought that it was good, but just over time, you know, it just was like, you know what? This energy is not good for me. And when you hear in New York City, like mm. you encounter so many people, so you got to know when when to cut them and you got to know when to keep them. Right. So, be mindful of that because it's easy to meet all sorts of people here. But I think that if you're in tune with yourself. You cut them. I'm sorry to interrupt. You used to say you got to know I, how to cut them. You got to cut them off. I'm about to say you got to cut these Cut niggas. them. <laughs> cut it. Cut them off. Or keep them. You know? Violence. I was like, okay. So just be mindful. So that is our G-code tip of the day. And so that is going to bring us to what? where we at next, Tosh? Um, that's going to bring us to our Southern Sound Off. Yeah, that's our segment where, you know, us Southern girls give our perspective living in the big cities on different uh, various of different topics. Mm-hmm. So um, this topic for this week, uh, we're going to talk about validation, seeking validation because of society. Right. OK. And, you know, we had something to really kind of fall in our lap this week and everybody's talking about it. Everybody's weighing in. Aisha Curry, okay, a woman who is accomplishing her own right. She's a mm-hmm. chef, you know. That she's, bitch cook. She's the wife of mm-hmm. uh, Steph Curry, the the most notorious shooter right now. You mm-hmm. know, um, she's got three kids with them. You know, they have a whole family unit. All these things. So recently, she went on Red Red Table Talk with Jada yeah. Pinkett Smith. Mm-hmm. She says that. You know, for the past 10 years that I've been with Steph, I haven't got any male attention. She's a lie. She's like, I haven't got any male attention because all the attention is really directed towards him. He got women. He got groupies galore. Mm -hmm. You know, women from all walks of life, whether they a school teacher, whether they're a deaconess, uh, whether they're a top model, whether they just a groupie for a living. They throwing themselves at him left and right. He like he 12. Uh, cause his bank account ain't twelve. That's Shit. why, and he's he's a handsome guy. It's the other niggas. It it is <laughs> right, but you know when you're wealthy and you're young, you know he's a guy sent man, ordained through Chick Fil A and shit. <laughs> it's the devil. But her her whole argument was, you know, I you know whether that be wrong or right, I have suffered a little bit from some insecurities because. 
I don't get that male attention. Mm-hmm. I don't get that validation. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, that kind of caused an uproar. And you know what? I'm I'm not going to even front because I was definitely one of those people that had opinions, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this girl, like, wh- what else could you ask for? You you didn't you didn't gave him three babies. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a, a good man with a good head on his shoulder. It, it appears, you know, he seems like he's hands on mm-hmm. with his family. And it's like, you going to voice this opinion? Like, you're going to give people that ammo and saying, but like she lying because this bitch can cook and men love women that can cook. <laughs> they do because that's bitch a- be in the kitchen. She be cooking all types of shit. Is that is that always the first question that men ask you, especially yes. when they know your ass so from the lying. south? <laughs> that bitch lying. Shit. I, I think because you know maybe she's seasoning her food and she live in the white areas and they don't fuck with her ass. Tasha is totally convinced that because. She lives, uh, she thinks that she lives in an all-white area. Yes. That's why that she's not getting male attention. You know what? I, I don't think that she's getting zero male attention. I think that she just kind of glazed over it. She like, yeah, I know the janitors and all mm-hmm. these riffraff niggas holler at me, but it ain't no money. It ain't no, it's not no men with some no. real coins or I think- any power like her man currently. I think this bitch is so focused on her nigga. And she ain't focused on, like, she don't see other niggas trying to holler at her ass. She probably, like, so concerned with trying to fight off groupies and shit. She just, like, like probably don't even pay attention to the niggas and be like, hey, shorty, hey, cutie. She don't be paying attention to I that mean, shit. I mean, she's highly recognizable, and most people. She be focused on that nigga. I mean. Just like yeah, most of these bitches. Yeah, she does, but you know what? What she said, and which was interesting, I didn't listen to the whole interview, but what she did say was, she didn't say that she wasn't getting attention from her man. That's not what she said. Because I'm sure that, you know, when he's not in the playoffs, you know, he seems like he is there with them and with their Mm -hmm. family. But she's just saying that she don't get that. She doesn't get that validation. And to be honest, you know, which is our topic today, Mm -hmm. validation and seeking validation. In in general. Yes. The thing about it is we all seek it in one way or another so is she wrong for feeling you know is she wrong for feeling this type of way you know like I said when I initially looked at it I'm like well what more could you want and that's how a lot of people think they're Mm -hmm. like you got this millionaire you know athlete at the top of his game like what else like you know men are like you know you give a woman a world and now she wants the stars too yeah you know but that's not it it's like we all need validation in some sense and doesn't Mm -hmm. it feel good to get that that validation from the opposite sex yeah you're human i I feel like you know a lot of women these days they they seek all this validation because they up there they get plastic surgery and you know to get these men and shit right so my thing is, how can we be pointing the fingers, you know, like a woman getting fucking plastic surgery? I don't know how they can afford that shit. Right. Okay, get it going to the D off, bit of 5K. They don't have no food Child. and shit in their house. They ain't house. got no furniture to sit but on they when they get come this back. Fucking surgery. That's how what... you gonna heal yourself, bitch? You want you? How you gonna heal yourself? You have no furniture. You, get... you ain't got no bed. You got an air mattress. Get your priorities together. But yeah, so it's just like we point fingers, but when we look at it, it's like our whole society, like in this day and age, we are validation seeking, period. That's why, yeah, you got people in droves getting plastic surgery. All these girls on IG, these IG models, like But some of that shit fake. Sometimes it's like filters and shit, or you know it's apps where you can make your waist smaller, make your ass bigger. Did you ever feel like a certain pressure, like no. growing up? No. Like body wise? Nope. 
I don't. I never had any. You know, Tasha so, just always been confident. Bitch. I was. I never. She just I had did it like that. I never had issues in terms of my size and my body. Mm. Like I had other issues. People teased me. You know, when I was a kid because of my hair, and you know, now's about it. Uh, but, they said I had a big forehead when I was a kid. But you know, as <laughs> like literally, I don't know if it's because I'm a military brat and I have traveled like all over. And like when you're a military kid, you meet kids from different places of life. Mm-hmm. So it's like our culture is not like we're not around a certain amount of people that all look the same, right? And are competing. It's just like a whole. It's like a melting pot. So I never. I was a skinny. I was skinny little toothpick. I had no butt. I had no boobs. And when I went to college, I kind of like. I guess I did experience like people were, mm-hmm. you know, talking about my body and shit. But I can fuck. I always felt like I was a bad bitch when I was skinny. When I was when I gained some weight, I gained some weight. Now y'all, Lord Jesus, I gained some weight. <laughs> I still think I'm a bad bitch. Right. I just feel like you know I have a mom. I'm very close to my mom. My mom when I was a little kid. If my mom said, if you don't think you beautiful, how can you expect someone else to think you mm. beautiful? So always think you're the baddest bitch. Even if you're not the baddest bitch, think you're, you're the baddest bitch. You know, that's What about thing. you? You had, like, experiences. And you know what? I did, to a degree. You know, um, my whole life, I've always been a petite little thing. You know, even when I was a kid and I did sports and stuff like that. I mean, for a long time. Um, I was told that I was skinny and hell, even as an adult, I still get called mm-hmm. slim on the streets, you know, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. And I'll be like, I ain't, I ain't that slim. You see this little ass poking. But I, that don't mean nothing. I ain't that slim. But, but all that to say is like, yes. So when I was a little kid, I, you know, I had knobby knees, uh, you know, I was little, but at the same time. You know, I still got attention. Mm -hmm. So I never was like without attention to where I felt like, oh, that I did have that that validation. Mm -hmm. And so even though, you know, I had a certain confidence that I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to front. It did help. You know what I'm saying? Like even with me, you know, being this little thing and having this big forehead, that's what they would tell me in school. Um I still, you know, I was popular with, you know, little boys and stuff like that. And so I never, I never, like, I knew this. And I remember growing up, I had cousins where I was crushing on their friends. And my cousin would be like, yeah, to get his attention, you're going to have to get, like, six more legs. You oh, they said they, they was hating. <laughs> That's what my cousin told me. Your cousin hater. You still well, friends I, with this cousin? Yes. She a hater. Uh, it was you a man. It was show. a boy cousin. Well, yeah, he a hater. You but he was like, you need to da da da. But his friends, they like, they're older than me too. Mm-hmm. They're like three years older than me. And I'd be like, oh. But like, you know, so for a long time, I was this little skinny thing. And um, you know, it wasn't until older, like I started to fill out. But I've I've literally always been a petite thing. I didn't let that play into my self-esteem. But I will say that even like as I got older. And I mean, there was a period of time where I was like, I had given up on meat. I had stopped eating meat. So I was really mm. just uh, like more Lord plant based. Jesus, you was eating grass. I, w- I was doing more seafood than rabbit, anything. Girl, you was a rabbit. I lost, I lost a lot of weight. And this was in my early 20s. And so when people were like, what kind of noticed that that did make me feel a certain way they were like oh you got smaller like it it did and so it did make me kind of want to cut back from that diet a little bit Mm -hmm. but at the same time I've always been comfortable with me 
You know what I'm mm. saying? And that's probably because I did have some outside people too to almost reaffirm that for me. But I've always been good for the most part because, you know, I'm raised by men. So, mm-hmm. like, I I wasn't lacking in no confidence. But, yeah, you know. You know, up there, people up there lacking all this damn confidence. What about these little people out there? They got the most confidence on little people Atlanta, little people oh LA. Oh, my God. I they love, got the most fucking confidence. I love confidence. little people of Atlanta. Maybe because they got big asses and <laughs> shit. Maybe they that's do. why they got some big asses. Ain't right. They do. They do. One lady on the show, she she really confident. She don't. What What's the subject we talking about? Validation. Val- that bitch she don't, don't need valid- no validation. This bitch don't need validation. She got all these fucking babies. This little light skinned girl from uh, I think L.A. Atlanta. No, Atlanta. Atlanta. This bitch got all these babies. She and got shit. all these babies by the regular size dudes. I'm like, I'm damn. Like, bitch, in Atlanta. In Atlanta. I don't want to hear no bitches complaining about how they can't find a straight man when all these little women are getting knocked up by these straight these little women get all these straight men. regular size men. Shit, Aisha Curry can't even get hot. That ain't right. I, I think I Aisha's running it up. Aisha I, can't I, get holiday. These women on that show, a, a thousand pounds. No. What's that show? Thousand pounds. What's the fucking show? You they know got show? they got fetishes. Over six hundred that, pounds. That's why they, they, they like bitches. Em. They got niggas wiping their asses. That's because they got <laughs> fetishes. But like six hundred pounds. I think Aisha's being a little bit coy. I think that the the janitor and the parking lot attendant dudes be ho- hollering at her like, "Hey, light eyes, like, hey, angel <laughs> face." But I think that they be hating her fucking I think that, face. They, I think that she's an angel face. That's fucked up. I, I think you angel about the girl face. I said angel. Oh, you talking about she's an angel? My Nigga. bad. People was hate, talking about she had a big face. People no, hate on her I, ass. no, she had an angel face. They said she had a big face in the comments. That's oh. what they was like. Niggas don't. I want to talk to you because your face is oh big. my god it was hanging on her whatever ass. i but what i'm saying is i think that she she got a cute she dismissing all the blue collar workers mm. she like don't nobody she, rich she like don't nobody try to holler at me because she mean like nobody in in steph's lane be trying to holler at her pretty much uh, you know steph Curry. i think he that he like that nigga or uh tyler perry's uh marriage counselor he ain't showing Jernay. Ain't that her name, Jernay? Girl, I don't know, child. He ain't showing Jernay. You didn't watch Tyler Perry? Baby, I don't watch Tyler Perry like that. <laughs> Tyler Perry, the marriage counselor, is with uh, Jernay on the, sh- on the movie. I, I, well, the movie, you talking about. That's the that, movie. That's with uh, uh, Sm- the Smollett, Smollett girl. Yeah, I thought it was Jernay. Her name Smollett. is Journey Smollett. Journey, I fucked up the bitch. You talking about yes when she wasn't getting no attention She's from her, her man, husband, and then she, she ended up cheating with the dude with HIV. Yeah, well, hopefully Aisha don't do that shit. I but Curry seemed that boring. He seemed boring as fuck. Your wife, she want to be thrown up against the wall she sometimes. Want her ass thrown in the circle. She 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 wants you to kind of hammer up and let her know, like you know, I'm boss. Bitch, I'm boss. You know, Curry to do Curry to get one of his athlete friends to hit on her. But hey, just no. just hit on my wife. Just say she a bad bitch. <laughs> I don't know about. Bad bitch. I don't know. She can feel herself. I don't there. know about all that, but I just think that Curry does need to throw up against the wall because women like that shit. We like to be surprised from time to time. Need to hype her ass up. So just to kind of give you some stats, because I don't know if, if you know, but per medical news today, according to the American Society of Plastic Surgeons, that's ASPS. Almost 18 million people underwent surgical and minimally invasive cosmetic procedures in the United States in 2018. So this means that 18 million people, 18 million people, people got money, right? Shit. They got sugar daddy sponsoring <laughs> or, shit. or a child. They got roommates, one or the other. 
uh, or they living at home with their parents. Sure. But this total means that there were almost a quarter of a million more procedures in 2018 than in 2017. So cosmetic surgical procedures have been on the rise in the U.S. over the past five years. Like True. what what does it amount to? It amounts to more likes. And what does that mean? Like more, I don't know, like marks for your for your self-esteem? Mm-hmm. I, you know, is is going to add to more zeros in your bank account? I don't know. Sometimes. Shit, well, shit. Sometimes. Shit, you got the right ass. Sometimes. So you get that money, get it, you know. Or you could <laughs> you could have the right ass and your ass could still be uh living uh in debt. True. Uh, they waste the surgery. Hand they to mouth. No surgery. They like you just said. Like, but you know what? Interestingly, we don't judge y'all though. We don't judge y'all. You know, out there. It's, it's not about judgment. Shit. It's not about y'all. judgment. It's like you know how dare like people look down their nose and say one thing about her, but it's like, but no. It's women that go to DR. They go to these different countries to get these procedures, and they never come home yeah, because something went wrong. Home. Some of them, I got, so, I got some friends who right. went to the DR. They, they ass okay. look good. They ass look good. They safe. They did a good right, job. Right, right. But that's not always the case. The crazy thing about Kanye, that nigga still haven't been the same. But you know, his mama died of plastic surgery, trying to get these surgeries and shit. And then he ended up marrying a bitch that got a whole bunch of fucking surgeries. Well, I don't. I think that Kim says that she doesn't have surgery. That bitch has a lot of fucking surgeries. Anyway, but just to kind of give you some other numbers. Okay, so the top five cosmetic surgical procedures in 2018, as reported by the ASPS, they were breast augmentation. I don't know why. People still get, Tasha, you got more titties than a little bit. I ain't trying to. Mm-hmm. Other women would love to have your breasts. I don't know why. It's people that's not even A cup. Niggas like ass. That's not always true. You know, and then even with Kim Kardashian, the whole like snapback shit that, like, I don't know if she started this whole I don't fucking know if snapback. She started it. She started the snapback. I trend don't know. Competition. But it's it. But at the same time, after she dropped her first baby, I'm sure that it was important for her to get back to pre-baby weight. But that's another. Y'all say all that snapback. It's like damn, they lose a, like you. Some women don't lose weight that fucking quick, right? And it's the like. Fuck? It's it's like right now we're so enamored with the idea of, you know, like you can't even enjoy shit. You can't even enjoy shit is like having your first child or having a baby, you know, bringing a life into this world because you're so damn concerned about the the after, you know, like, okay, I, I got to get back into my pre-baby weight. Mm-hmm. Like you got so many women so quick to document these things. I understand. Listen, give it. I don't have you no baby. Some people didn't show their damn kids for years. Like <laughs> for real. Like I feel like Sierra took a long time to show that, show that little girl. And well, the Carter twins, I only saw them like two times. Well, and I, and I get they it. They damn near five years old. You I know think. what? Because the world isn't. <laughs> you know they'll they'll show you they snapback, but they may not show you their kids right away. So, the world is a nasty place. Yeah. If you go on some of these these little pages on a social media it's nothing but negativity social media is a whole form now not only do we see pictures not only do we get access to videos and news but we are all in a forum together so it's not just us that are weighing in or giving our opinions mm-hmm. you don't think that celebrities are looking in on this yeah, that's see- why you got clapbacks because they in comments too and they see you know the crazy thing about that it's like why are so many people, including these celebrities, seeking validation from people that they don't even know? Like, or they don't that, these niggas from a can of fucking paint. Or that don't write them checks. 
I know. I'm like, bitch, I wouldn't even give a fuck. Right. I, I wouldn't know. even respond. Like, I I'd, would, be I'd be like, bitch. Too busy I, to care. Let this podcast blow up, y'all. <laughs> let this podcast blow up my ass. Shit. Half my friends, I probably ain't going to see y'all asses, so don't trust right. me. Right. I ain't going to talk to y'all asses. I'm, I'm be, already bad. I'm very rich, bitch. That's I'm, how I'm going to be. I'm bad with answering texts and sometimes answering calls already. I'm so go, I'm going to be acting real brand new on your ass. I'm going to hire a social media person to handle my shit. I ain't going to be on social media and shit. I'm going to have let somebody else handle that. Right. And I understand why people do that because. And at some point or another, just like us, when you got a clear moment of time, it's like I'm a peruse social media. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what they saying because sometimes it's comical. But then they they wasting time because I'm like you, that rich, you could go, you go to these fancy dinners, fancy spas, child, and they still be clapping back at people. Because, but you know what? You got to realize too that social media is such a new thing. It's really only something that has really uh grown mm. by leaps and bounds in the last 10 years or so before then celebrities weren't having to deal with all that shit yeah. they weren't like they they could keep some type of level of mystique about themselves like they weren't like now we're taking pictures so before it even before it even registers that it's happening mm-hmm. to them regular people celebrities too these days through social media and shit that's why they be flexing right on the gram and shit and that we be seeking validation from social media nowadays like Mm -hmm. it's just what it is like from the pictures that people are posting um to the places that they're going i I was like that for a little bit back in the day shit i went i was looking at everybody's travel groups and shit Mm. i know they ass don't have no fucking money they up there, but they smart. They be traveling places for only with only two dollars and shit. I don't know how they, or they do live with their parents. They live with their mom and daddy. Be shit. they don't have no house and traveling to these foreign countries. And nigga, and I, I like, wish. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I want to be like them. You know, I seen them flexing and shit. Now I try to do that shit. Now I'm in debt and shit. I don't have no time for that shit. And that's what be <laughs> happening too, because sometimes you be trying to do all this, that, and the third, and keep up with other people. I posting pictures and shit. I'm in I'm in Africa and shit. Right. That shit costs. They be money. like, but. But yeah, like people, people, flex. people and the stuff that they buy, they hold it to a high mm-hmm. importance. You know, some people, they'll buy a, a, a $60,000 car when they got a $30,000 salary. Like, mm. it's just. They got dreams, girl. Can they, they Can they have dreams? Can it's, they called, make more? <laughs> it's called a champagne taste on a beer budget is what it's called. But a lot of times that's where that whole keeping up with the Joneses kind of came from. Like, even the stuff that you wearing or the stuff that you buying. That's like man. Man be up there buying these sneakers to try to, like, impress too. these women. I mean, yeah, I guess women ain't buying no red bottoms. They not buying they no. Do, but in New York, New York is like, I mean, New York is so different. Like, I feel like women in New York, yes, yeah, some women wear designers. Women that a got lot money, of women wear designer. Women that got money and stuff wear designers and shit. Or they, or we got the plug. You know, we ain't just gonna be buying designers and Girl, live poor. This is New York City. Let's be the plug. We they be buying plugs, designer, but we got plugs in New York compared to the South. A sample I know I sale got a fucking plug. is a sample seller plug. Should that shit be mad cheap compared to the fucking? It'd be South? last season. The South though. be buying shit. So what? <laughs> shit. But some <laughs> women, but some people care about that though those are things they're like oh i don't want to be seen in last season new, stuff new york culture is not i mean i feel like new york people wear whatever the fuck they want to wear they go out well i don't know if it's brooklyn i think it's brooklyn people right i don't want to classify all new york people you know I they stereotype brooklyn people they be like y'all like hippies brooklyn it's like they wear whatever the fuck they're not really so concerned 
about like looks so much or labels like labels they, they don't they're not seeking validation in terms of how they dressing and shit like they go out they look cute they look cute like for me for instance like i shop at thrift stores and shit i don't give a fuck i don't need to be like rocking these designer i do got designer shit though i do got right all the shit be cheap though they be on the low like i don't be buying nothing no full fucking price nothing over a hundred dollars i don't buy shit like that if i like it i'm gonna buy it I, I don't need you. validation because I know I can dress shit. I don't need people to be like wearing labels to make me feel like I'm the shit. I know, right. I, I know I'm flying. It's not what's on you. It's what? not on you. It's in you. That's what they say. That's the saying. That's a, well, who said that? It's, who created that it, fucking saying? I, I don't know. Maybe I, I thought it was like from not a rap what you song. Wear or some shit. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's the same thing. It's essentially saying the same thing. It's, it's not like the labels. It's how you it's wear like it or basically whatever. it's like you don't make them. Like they don't make you. You make them. But you know what? I noticed the woman is different in New York, but. I mean, the woman will buy like a little cheap little bag and be faking shit. They don't give a fuck. But the I ain't niggas buying be no buying fakes. Br- I'd rather just have a regular purse. I don't have to have no fake nothing. I don't want no fake nothing. <laughs> but niggas, niggas will buy real ass expensive shoes in New York. They do that everywhere. They do that in the South too. Yeah, the they stunt do. to get women. I don't be checking for shoes. I don't like, know if they I be check for clean shoes. I don't be knowing nigga. like the name brands and shit. Well, I don't you, be knowing none of that shit. I, you know, you ain't gotta have no no Balenciagas on your feet. Per I don't even know say, what that shit look like. Or as a some man. Salvatore Fer- Salvatore Ferragamo necessarily, but your but your kicks do gotta be clean. Yeah, because women, we, we we like that. That is one of the first things that we look at. We look down to your feet. If they not clean, but I don't care about labels and shit. If you rocking a pair of K Swiss, then I, I you can't be on my team. Damn, K Swiss, you bullshit. That's shit. my thing, K Swiss. I K Swiss gonna be coming no back. Shit, all the rest of these fucking <laughs> Reeboks, all that stuff is classic. I don't know. Shit, they bringing shit from Kmart. Back. I don't want no K Swiss. They bringing shit from Kmart. If back you a dude now. rocking K Swiss, champions, baby. This you, is true. You gonna be fuck? You ain't gonna fuck with a nigga rocking champions. I would champion is cool. That's why people up there gotta do all this extra shit. Listen, they try to validate I want, no. themselves. I want you to ass. be you. Be <laughs> you. Be free to be yourself. That's that's what's most attractive to me. Somebody that just live in a truth and do whatever the fuck they want to do. That's me personally though. But so another way I feel like we seek validation is, especially women, we get told to act a certain way. And I feel like women are brought up with all these different ideologies and we try to fall in line with them to a degree. Like, I don't know, maybe maybe you haven't had it. But I mean, especially in the South, I feel like, you know, I heard stuff like act like a lady or like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like act mm. like a lady or. You don't know what the fuck act like a lady means? I know what act like a lady. I say, girl. No, nobody you, has to tell me to act like. New York a, too long. Nobody bro. has to tell me how to act like a lady. Mm. But I'm just saying like, these are things and sayings that we've heard like throughout the course of our life. Like act like a lady. You know, they don't tell men like, I don't know if they like, get your nuts up. Like, let your nuts drop. Like, I don't yes, know if they, they do. They be like, you got to be manly, a manly man. They give them the same. They do. Fans. They do. And that's why so many men have a complex about, especially black men, have a complex about coming out as homosexual. Even they for making it feel like if you are a certain way that you're not masculine you gotta lift up heavy shit you gotta be into you can't gotta, you can't be into the arts and shit you gotta be into like very masculine shit but we get told the same things like act like a lady like what what does that mean like or like when a woman is like aggressive or 
not even aggressive because that's a, that has a negative connotation. Assertive. When a woman is a, is assertive or a woman is like in a boss position, it's like, oh, like people get intimidated by that because we grow up with these these ideologies. Like, no, that's not what it is. It's it's different. Like we're multifaceted. We're like a prism. You're going to get like we're going to show various colors. Yeah, I don't know. I'm ladylike. I don't know about you. Shit. Right. I'm but I'm just I'm just simply saying that these are things that are notions that are handed down to us at young. Uh, be a lady in the streets. And be a freak in the sh- uh, they're freaking the sheets. Like, what? I mean, I I don't think that that's something that has to be told to women. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to be reinforced. You know, that's gonna be done. Like, regardless, I don't know. Let me ask. Like, do you feel that Southern women, like growing up and how we grew up in the region and just a certain environment, do you feel like? Southern women are more likely to compromise. I'm from everywhere. Shit. Virginia, North Carolina, Florida, Texas. They all like that. Right. So women are like, for uh, for example, like my mom, she compromised for my dad. Like she didn't have a career, like a bang career. Cause you know, my dad was in the military. So she was just like, you know, I'm just going to follow you every single where, you know, and, and support the family and, and be there for the family. So right. they definitely do. They place certain importance on uh, certain values. That's family. That's having kids. Like, we, we don't are, do that. Society looks at us crazy. Right. But here in New York, I'm wondering, do women get the same things placed on them? I think that we're more common than we are different. I don't know. I feel like women in New York, they, I mean, they real, black women everywhere is independent, but New York women are like the most independent women that I have ever, ever seen in my life. Right. I don't feel like they need validation. They do. You think they need validation? I I think that they still do. And I feel like more than ever, living, having lived in the South and having lived in the North for all these years, what I've learned is that we may have different approaches to things, but we're more similar than we are different. Like we may get to a, we may get to the root of a problem differently, but we all come to the same conclusion. It transcends regions. Man, I'm like, even with, you know, not only like with relationships, but, you know, families. I feel like, you know, we all like society has this view on how they want the perfect family. Well, you know, the the white family to look like, you know, so we aspire to look like or, you know, maybe the Huxables. That's how a lot of black people aspire Mm -hmm. to look like the Huxables. And, And we seek validation from our family like for yeah. instance for me like my damn family wanted me to be a fucking doctor y'all and growing and that's up that's not a bad thing i mean it's not bad but you know that's what they just thought was the shit you know society right. just felt like you know you a doctor you're a lawyer then your kid is smart your kid is the shit gonna help out the family which is but true i wanted to be a fucking dancer y'all Bitch, I was, I no was, a, I don't, I can't dance no more, but I was a shit, <laughs> I was a shit, y'all, in middle school, shout out to my middle school people, y'all. What kind of dancing school, girl? I used to be doing Maya, Case of the X, you know, choreography and shit. Oh, so you could have been a background dancer. I, you could I, be going on tour. I could have been up there helping Beyonce. My parents though fucked up. They fucked up. They fucked me up, y'all. I could have been literally on True. tour and shit. No, you're, you're right, because even for me, like, you know, my dad, he just instilled that it's just like sometimes your parents just want you to have the opportunities that they didn't have. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was like the first person in my immediate family to go to school, 
you know, to graduate, da 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 And, but even but when I was in school, like, my dad, he was, he wasn't placing expectations on me. He just wanted me to do good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he wanted me to, he wanted my interest to be in accounting. He wanted me to focus on finance. All these things that they weren't necessarily my forte. I always wanted to be on a more creative end of business. I wanted to be like with, you know, creating ideas and visions. And for a while, like for the first two years that I was in college, I was in majors that my father was suggesting, you know, because they made sense. And this is what was going to bring in the money. And I and I got that to a sense, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't my forte. And um, like even with those with the different careers that you just spoke of, like we once we get in these careers, we want validation like on our job. Yeah, that's why people up these days they be posting all these pictures. Oh, I got a raise, I got promoted and shit. Like I give a fuck. Like you know what I mean. But you know we want validation and know that you know we doing great in terms of whatever career we have. You know what? May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So, like, we say all that just to be mindful. And it's just, like, it's so easy to cast judgment on people. We all are looking for validation in something or someone, period. And so, yeah, so just be mindful and tap into yourself, especially this month, because that's what it's all about. Like, taking taking care of self. Self Self-care is the best care. All right, so that is going to kick it off to our Grits Pick of the Week segment. And so, you know, when we do our Grits Pick, it's another girl raised in the South uh, doing her thing or a guy raised in the South doing their thing. And so this week, I actually have an interesting one, which is cool because they're like a hybrid, kind of like us, Tasha. So the Grits that I'm giving uh, my Grits Pick to this week is... Uh, a woman by the name of Brandis Daniel, and she is actually a Memphis native. Okay, okay, so, but she lives here in New York. She's been a resident in New York for some years. I don't know how long, but she's actually uh, the founder of Harlem Fashion Row. And so, if you know anything um, about it, um, basically, she created this organization to highlight, promote, and grow multi- multicultural designers. Oh, that's what's up. Yep. So right in Harlem, you know, and Daniel, uh, she spearheaded this collaboration with Nike and uh, LeBron James. And what she did was her and this team of designers. She beat LeBron James. Exactly. Through Harlem Fashion Row. She she created this this platform to where she's gathering all these multicultural designers, designers of color. And she's kind of giving them a platform. Um, and this kind of happened, and this was spurned through, mm-hmm. um, you know, Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week. Because, you, as you know, it's not a lot of color in, in you know, during during Fashion Week. It's not. Yeah, I know. I watched Project Prime. Right. It's very it's very few people of color. So what she was able to do with her organization. And we the ones that got the fucking style. They be up there still in our shit right so right. so what's interesting is that this Memphis, this Memphis native who had no clue when she was starting out mm-hmm. you know she has accomplished so much so she has started up this organization to be a platform for other emerging designers and what she did was she sourced out prominent impactful designers from Harlem Fashion Row community 
Um, so and she decided to go with Project Runway alum Kimberly Goldson and contemporary lifestyle designer Andra Duncan and Faye Newell. And what they did was they co-designed James's HFR by LeBron 16 sneaker. That's what's up. And like so out the people. this was a Nike shoe for women designed by women. And this whole shoe was geared towards women of color to kind of show their strength and just their versatility. So which is super dope. And the first collection that they had is sold out in five minutes. OK, so they already created this line. But why I'm giving her the, the nod this week is because they're dropping this brand new collection, the second collection, and it's available May 10th, 2019. Um, the first collection sold out in five minutes, mm-hmm. but this new collection is unisex and oh, it's dope. still by all women designers. And so it's super dope. All women of color. So I, I rock with it. I think that is super dope. And she's someone like me, you know, from from another part of the world Mm -hmm. here, putting her flag down, making her presence known, creating something that's not just for herself, but something that others can take from and gain from. So shout out to Brand Brandis Daniel uh, with Harlem Fashion Row. Shout out to you, girl. All right. So this brings us to our next segment. Bless your heart. So this week I'm blessing my heart to. Um, the people in Georgia, mm. the people that passed this damn law, this abortion law. I think you can't have abortion after six weeks in Georgia. And also any woman that travels outside of Georgia to try to get an abortion after those six weeks, she will be prosecuted. So I just feel like that's some lame ass shit. She's, she could be prosecuted? Yeah, if she travels after six weeks. And hold up, what, what kind of penalty does that hold? Like Prison. Like for how long? Bitch, I don't know. I I the cops, but this Hold bitch. On. Oh yeah, it's up to ten years. Wow. And then the, also the law also states that if a woman who miscarries, she could also be considered liable what? for second degree m- murder if that if they can prove that it was her fault for miscarrying, and she can face prison up to thirty years. Child. Crazy as fuck. I used to feel like Georgia was a black, you know, mm. a state, but obviously it's not because this abortion law, unless these, you know, black people are conservative and shit. Crazy. And my thing is like, I don't know, like I'm not, I'm not here just for like, you know, regular abortion and shit like right. that. But I, I support that it's a woman's right. It's a woman's choice. Like, I, I, I support that. And I strongly feel that men or, um, a political office. I don't feel like anyone or anybody should be, you know, helping to decide the yeah. fate of that. I feel, I feel you on that. I feel like man. that's, yeah. Like, I feel like right. how the fuck is they going to tell us what the fuck to do to our fucking With bodies? Our bodies. They don't have no fucking period. Exactly. They don't get birth. Don't have you ain't got shit. no uterus. And up there trying to tell us shit like this in Man, six weeks. That's the hell crazy. you know. Because some women don't even know that they pregnant, like, within six weeks. Right. So that's really crazy. You know that me. you can get your cycle up to th- uh, th- three months, like, pregnant? Like, really? Like. Yeah, because I used to watch that damn show. That show back in the day, I didn't know I was pregnant and right. shit. And I was like, And then the women fuck? end up Bitches pregnant having... and have babies in uh, on the toilet. People just have babies. And this one bitch on the show, 
uh, you know, I, I don't know why I'm calling her a bitch. Don't judge me for my language, y'all. <laughs> but this one lady, she had a damn baby, and she was working at McDonald's and shit. She ain't no Tasha. She went to the, I, I was like, bitch. She ain't no. But you, that means you The grease must have popped on her and popped on the baby and shit. The baby was like, you I need come to out be, this shit. You I need to be out. more in tune with yourself if you don't know that she pregnant. Like, how the fuck these bitches don't, don't know fucking pregnant? you don't know that she pregnant, baby girl. That's what these, these fucking uh, Congress people probably like, bitch, <laughs> your ass should know that you fucking pregnant. Right. Like, you know, some women, they do wait a little bit too fucking long right, to fucking right. get abortion. Now, I'm I, don't, not I don't agree with that. Right. You shouldn't be trying to abort no child in no five, and no six months. Seven months uh, pregnant. Shit. No, no, no. You, you waited too late, baby. You got to give them up for do- adoption at this point. I know, right? Shit. So that's going to take us to our thought of the day. So we're going to leave out on some a positive note. So... In lieu of it being Mental Health Awareness Month, this is what I'm going to leave us with. Okay, so. Hey, that damn positive. Girl, it seemed depressing. Self-help? Oh, okay. okay. Self-help, okay. Okay, so some self-help tips. It's just like five of them. Okay. So I, I, I like this little read. It says self-help. How to stop time. Kiss. How to travel in time. Read. How to escape time. Music. And how to feel time, right? How to release time, breathe. Just a couple of things. Oh, that's deep, girl. Stay is woke. It, Stay woke, Is girl. it deep? That's deep, girl. Yes, girl. No, I just think that, you know, sometimes in our day-to-day, like, we get so caught up that we don't even see no more. We're not even enjoying life and the fullness that there is like it's, it's another social one media. they look at the other bitches on social media that's right so these are I'm some... looking at those bitches on social media right fake flex kiss your man go read a book Shit, at least they go got fucking go man. go turn on an, a new album listen to ari lennox let it get you in a mood go go write out your thoughts well, write just some poetry and shit. read go go do some yoga go I run write poetry when i was a kid i was a dark child i was you know in the dark is that you know? dark or is that just expressing I was yourself going through shit no i was like you know this <laughs> mental health awareness when i was a kid i was quiet y'all. you had a lot of angst for a lot of people that don't know me they know me now they think i'm like this big bubbly type of person I was really like, you know, quiet, kind of a little depressing type of child. Like, because I was quiet, I was teased and shit. And like, I wrote poetry. So, you know, like what you just said, sometimes you gotta I used like. To write poetry. Girl, I was the shit with poetry. All my shit was a little sad and shit. To wrap for us, thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of Grits in the City podcast. Check us out next week for all brand new episode, as we'll definitely be keeping this spicy. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. You can even check us out on YouTube and other streaming platforms. And be sure to visit us at www.gritsandthecitypodcast.com. Join our mailing list on Facebook.com. And hey, don't forget to tell your friends and family. All right, All right peace, peace, y'all.